Hey everyone, I'm Chris Saliza, in for our political director, David Chalian. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, September 2nd. Last night, President Joe Biden gave his strongest warning yet to Republicans against following former President Donald Trump, even as Trump continues to tease another bid for president. Now, this was not a run-of-the-mill midterm campaign speech. President Biden spoke yesterday in front of Philadelphia's Independence Hall, which holds obvious symbolism to the U.S. as the place where John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and others formally started American democracy. Biden underlined that, opening his speech by calling it sacred ground. But as I stand here tonight, equality and democracy are under assault. We do ourselves no favor to pretend otherwise. So tonight, I've come to this place where it all began to speak as plainly as I can to the nation. It was a primetime speech with dramatic red lights, Marines, which garnered criticism from at least one veteran who said it politicized the military. All this lent itself to the starkness of Biden's message, where he called out Donald Trump by name. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. MAGA forces are determined to take this country backwards, backwards to an America where there is no right to choose, no right to privacy, no right to contraception, no right to marry who you love. They promote authoritarian leaders and they fan the flames of political violence. Biden's speech ended with a call to unity and urged the country to respect election outcomes. I will not stand by and watch the most fundamental freedom in this country, the freedom to vote and have your vote counted and be taken from you and the American people. Look, as your president, I will defend our democracy with every fiber of my being, and I'm asking every American to join me. Biden's address follows other strong callouts from the White House against MAGA Republicanism. We know Joe Biden had been thinking about making a wide-ranging speech like the one we heard last night for some time, both in reaction to the House Select Committee hearings on the January 6th insurrection, as well as election deniers running and winning offices. It also shows a ramping up in rhetoric from the White House. You'll remember the president accusing Trump followers of quote-unquote semi-fascism at a fundraiser last week. Republicans, even non-Trump supporters like New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, pushed back against that term strongly. Horribly insulting. Uh, I mean, the fact that the president would go out, effectively call half of America semi-fascist because he's trying to stir up controversy. Um, He's trying to stir up this anti-Republican sentiment right before the election. Um, It's just, it's horribly inappropriate. It's insulting. He should apologize. Joe Biden took pains during his speech to say that he wasn't painting all Republicans with the same MAGA brush, as it were, but rather calling out Trump's sway over the GOP. Biden followed up on his speech today, saying that he doesn't think Trump supporters are a threat to the country. The president told reporters that when Americans voted for Donald Trump, they weren't, quote, voting for an attack on the Capitol. He added, quote, I do think anyone who calls for the use of violence, fails to condemn violence when it's used, refuses to acknowledge when an election has been won, insists upon changing the way in which you count votes, that is a threat to democracy. Now, despite the rhetoric around national unity and democracy, parts of Biden's speech did fill a couple boxes in the campaign bingo. Biden ended his speech with shout-outs to his administration's achievements, like the gun safety law and bouncing the economy back after COVID. 
David has been talking on this podcast a lot about how, after months of Democrats bracing themselves for seemingly a Republican blow in the midterm elections, Democrats now seem to have at least a chance in that election. But we'll see how Joe Biden's speech will resonate. Ahead of the speech, Biden caught flack from the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, Ronna McDaniel, who said in a statement that Biden was, quote, the divider in chief. But the president might also be reflecting Americans' concerns. An NBC poll conducted this month found threats to democracy has risen to the number one issue facing the country, even higher than the cost of living. A Quinnipiac University poll released this week shows 67% of those who responded think the country's democracy is in danger of collapsing. That's a nine-point increase from the start of the year. I think Joe Biden's audience here is independent and swing voters, people who may not be closely aligned to either party, but who are likely to vote in the midterm elections and are trying to decide whether the economy matters more to them or the state of democracy. He's saying both matter, but don't underplay how important it is to have elections in which you can trust that they are free and fair. And as David has talked about on this podcast, Trump has been eyeing another presidential run in 2024, though the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago may have pushed back the timing of his announcement plans. On the same day Biden gave his speech, Trump teased how he would consider pardons for insurrectionists who invaded the U.S. Capitol during the January 6th riot. Here was Trump speaking on Wendy Bell Radio. If I decide to run and if I win, I will be looking Mm. very, very strongly about pardons. Full pardons. We should note that Trump promised the same thing before he left office, when some rioters were already in jail. He didn't pardon any, however. The former president also said Thursday he's backing some Capitol rioters. I met with and I'm financially supporting people that uh, are incredible. And they were in my office actually two days ago. It's very much on my mind. It's a disgrace what they've done to them. Trump also continues to tease his presidential run. And it's clear he's not leaning away from the Capitol insurrection in his messaging, but leaning in. For Trump, this is about his base. He knows that his base responds when he talks about anything that the elites don't like. And January 6th is something that elites and intellectuals have really, really spoken out against. So Donald Trump is appealing to his base, and it will work to unite his base behind him. The question for Donald Trump is and will continue to be, can he reach independent and swing voters if he winds up as the party's nominee in 2024? That's the big question. How does he do that? That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Megan Marcus is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Mohammed Darwish is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Anna Sterla. We'll be back Tuesday after the holiday. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep Next Level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 Smart Bed is only $1,599. Save $300 for a limited time, only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Prices higher in Alaska and Hawaii.